The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, William Harris. You can follow me on social media at William is Bill on all platforms. Uh, today is June 21st, 2021. I am here to talk to you about NBA rookies. That's what this show is about, the All Rookie Podcast. Everybody loves rookies right around draft season, but once they are drafted, other than the top guys or semi-celebrities, like the Ball Brothers or Taco Fall, for example, most of them are forgotten about until they do something extremely good or extremely bad. With this podcast, we will keep up with the rookie class all year long. In this episode, I will look back on the 2020-2021 rookie class who actually inspired me to come up with the idea for this podcast. Around this time last year, I joined my first Dynasty League uh, for fantasy basketball. In Dynasty Leagues, instead of redrafts, instead of redrafting the whole league, you either have keepers or you draft solely rookies. Uh, In our league, we drafted solely rookies. So that was really exciting to me, but also scary. I knew I had to scout and scout like I never had before. Film study, reading reports, looking at team fits, any and everything that I could find to get all the information that I could come up with to be prepared for this draft because scouting guys in college is not normally a thing that I do. You either watch college basketball, you watch NBA basketball, or you watch both. Most of the time, you're not watching to evaluate uh, who you're going to draft like you're a GM. But this is what you do in Dynasty Leagues. And that's that's part of the fun in it as well. Um, I love podcasts, so I searched and searched for pods that I could find any of this information, anything that I could find. Uh, You find plenty of draft podcasts, but they mainly focus on like the top five or top ten players in that draft because those are the big names and those are the names you hear about, especially during March Madness or just because of the fans. They have such a huge fan base. Um, Any basketball fan knows there are contributors and breakout candidates all throughout the draft. So not only is that annoying, but it's lazy, in my opinion, to only talk about those top guys. Um, So I dug deep into the research myself and, you know, I had the 13th and 37th picks in my dynasty league where we were drafting rookies. Uh, I selected Sadiq Bey and Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, So with that 13th pick, I selected Sadiq Bey. He was drafted 19th in the actual draft. So I selected him six slots ahead of where he was drafted in the real NBA. That's just how much confidence I had in him and his game from the film that I watched. And with the 37th pick, I selected Emmanuel Quickly, who was actually drafted 25th in the real NBA draft by the Knicks. A lot of people were shying away from Emmanuel Quickly because during the draft, everyone seemed shocked that the Knicks were drafting him. You know, this is a young kid out of Kentucky, but no one thought he was ready or would be able to produce, you know, in the first round. They figured he would be a mid-second round guy. Instead, he went 25th in the first round, which is, you know, considered high to all the so-called experts. 
But in my opinion, the Knicks coming into the season, they did not have a point guard. They had, you know, Alfred Payton, but really nobody else. So if you draft a rookie point guard in the first round, who's from Kentucky, that helps also. Uh, you know that that's worth the risk, you know, because he could come out of nowhere and be very productive. You know, no one thought much of Tyler Hero also. A couple of other players from Kentucky. Normally, if you're playing from Kentucky, you got a good pedigree and Coach Calipari has coached you up and you're going to be at least a productive player and quickly ended up having a really, really good season. Uh, Sadiq Bay, same type of situation. I scouted him, looked at his tape. Just about all the guys I looked at, uh, you know, I was picking 13, so I knew I wasn't going to get LaMelo Ball, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. But after those first few guys, Sadiq Bey was one of the most talented guys in this draft, in my opinion. I don't know why he slipped to 19. I really have no idea at all. I cannot explain that to you. But I was like, I have to take this guy at 13. I could mess around with moving back or... You know, picking someone else that I don't really believe in, but because they were drafted so much higher, I could do that. But then I wanted to trust my own scouting skills, and that's what I did. So I selected Sadiq Bey. Um, all I knew was talent and opportunity were key, and there was no way Sadiq Bey should have went 19. Um, you know, when I picked Sadiq Bey, Patrick Williams, who was selected fourth by the Bulls, was still on the board. Jalen Smith, who went 10th to the Phoenix Suns, was still on the board. Uh, and, you know, Kira Lewis was still on the board as well, who was drafted 13th by New Orleans. And I really like Kira Lewis Jr. I think he'll be really good. But the team he landed on, the Pelicans, were already loaded with point guards. And they knew he needed a little bit of developing. So I was like, he's really talented, but he might not play this year at all. And... Basically, that's pretty much what happened with him. So we still really we still really don't know his full potential. Uh, we might see that next year or the year after. And that sometimes happens with rookies. Sometimes they do nothing their first year and they're forgotten about. Two or three years down the line, they come back out of nowhere. And you're like, where'd this guy come from? It's either because of position. Uh, he is on the team. Like if the team is loaded at that position. Or if they suffer some injuries, they kind of get pushed to the background and under the back burner and they're not talked about. So that's another reason why this podcast is so important, in my opinion. Um, so uh, like with that being said, Sadiq Bey ended up making the all-rookie first team and Emmanuel quickly made the all-rookie second team. I instantly loved this process and wanted to be a part of it. Also, uh, during Dynasty Leagues, just like redraft leagues, you add players off of waivers. Many key pickups were rookies like Jay Sean Tate, Kenyon Martin Jr., and Xavier Tillman, to name a few. All who were very useful in fantasy leagues, but undercovered or barely mentioned by the national media and podcasts. Uh, so if nobody else is going to do it, why not me? These players need to be talked about, in my opinion and not just at draft time or barely mentioned at draft time. The NBA draft lottery is actually Tuesday, June 22nd. So before that kicks off, let's do a little recap of your 2020-2021 rookie class. The all-rookie first and second teams were recently announced, as well as the rookie of the year. So I had to start off this podcast 
the All Rookie Podcast uh, with this. Uh, this is this is a fun topic. Uh, you know, it was a, such an interesting year. There were a lot of injuries this year that kind of took over the league. Uh, but for the most part, the cream of the, the cream rose to the top. You know, unfortunately, James Wiseman. We'll go ahead and say he was the second pick in the draft. He did not end up making the all-rookie first team or second team. But I think that's mainly because of he had a struggle in the beginning of the season. Caught COVID first thing when the season started. Uh, struggled to work his way in. When he was working his way in the lineup, getting small minutes here. Minutes started to ramp up. He started playing productive. He learning a lot from Draymond Green. But then, you know, he had injuries here, injuries there. So his season was kind of riddled with injuries. I think he possibly would have made a second team all-rookie uh, if he would have been able to finish the season. But we still have hope and uh, potential for him coming into next season. A lot of people, you know, if they have a bad year, they want to write him off. But I think Anthony Edwards is still a talented guy, and he's just got to put it together. If he was on a bad team, you might have saw him beat all-NBA rookie first team. You know, because, like I said, opportunity is key. Uh, his counterpart, Isaiah Stewart, made all-rookie second team. He was on the Detroit Pistons. They did not have much talent at all. They had a lot of young guys, and they were not trying to win games. So he got a lot of opportunity. He was able to make all-NBA rookie first, second team. So if James Wiseman was on the Pistons, same type of situation could have occurred. But uh, we will start off this all-rookie First and second team. I'll start with the second team. Uh, so I will name those guys. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies. He was selected 30th in the NBA draft. You heard that right. 30th. <laughs> the last pick in the draft. that uh, In the first round. That is crazy that he makes all rookie second team. That means he's one of the top 10 rookies in the draft. And, you know, he played great. He was a steal for the Memphis Grizzlies. Great draft pick. Memphis has been drafting very well for a few years here now. And as you can see, that team is very productive. Uh, this year, he averaged nine points, three rebounds, 1.7 assists, and 0.6 steals per game. And this was him playing limited minutes. Memphis had a deep rotation this year, playing Grayson Allen, uh, Anthony Melton, a lot of guys at his position, uh, a lot of guys that Desmond Bain seemed like he was possibly better than, but for the team chemistry, they didn't want to just throw the rookie in there apparently and give him all the minutes. But look out for next year and years to come because if he secures that shooting guard position or possibly even small forward, he should be shooting guard, but you never know. They He's so talented that they're going to need to get him on the court uh, to play with John Morant uh, and see how he continues to develop because I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, so he very much so deserved to make the all-rookie second team and definitely should have been drafted a lot higher. Um, later in other episodes, I would do a, a redraft, uh, do redrafts of previous uh, seasons uh, because in the offseason, sometimes there's not much to talk about. So redrafts are always fun. In the redraft, I'll give you a spoiler alert. I had Desmond Bain going 10th. So that's always fun. Uh, next up on the all-rookie second team is Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro was drafted fifth by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, known as a defensive guy, huge wingspan, small forward type of player, uh, but he can play multiple positions. Uh, he averaged 9.6 points per game, 
three boards, two assists, one steal. Pretty good uh, year for Isaac Okoro. I think he could have done better. Um, but it was a rough season for the Cavaliers. Uh, they started out hot in the beginning of the year. But flowing with the team, the team was, are they going in a winning direction? Are they going in a tanking direction? Uh, it was like they didn't really know all season. And they were playing a lot of guys. <laughs> giving a lot of minutes that should have went to Okoro to other guys that will not be with the future of this team. So I think Okoro uh, has great potential. Um, he could have easily not made this uh, second team because there were some other guys who stood out to me that had better seasons. Um, I think he was probably, probably should have been drafted 11th as opposed to 5th in this draft. So he was borderline to make this second team, but he, he had a good season. He's, his defense, you know, that doesn't really show up on the stat sheet. But he's a really good defensive player because, like we said, he's, you know, big, long, big, wide wingspan uh, and great defensive player. And a couple games near the end of the season, he had some breakout offensive performances. He just was not consistent with that. And hopefully next year that will come along. Next on the list, New York Knicks selected Emmanuel quickly, like we mentioned earlier in the pod. He was drafted 25th by the New York Knicks. That was in a draft day trade. Um. But perfect fit for the Knicks, in my opinion. He averaged 11 points, two rebounds, two assists, and 0.5 steals per game. Uh, in my opinion, if the Knicks were not, uh, if they had not hired Tom Thibodeau, Emmanuel quickly would have been all rookie first team because Tom Thibodeau doesn't really play rookies, doesn't really like to play rookies. <laughs> so he brought in his guy, Derek Rose, had Alfred Payton in there, had uh, Frank Nittakina in there, bunch of point guards in there, taking time from Emmanuel quickly. But when quickly got to play, he was lights out. I mean, he showed great potential. He set the garden on fire. Uh, great, great, great rookie season, even though he was limited by his coach. And, you know, the, you know, the, they were trying to win. So that, sat him on the bench. When they got Derrick Rose, his minutes and potential kind of went down a lot. But it was better for the team. But hopefully quickly will continue to progress and possibly be even better next year. I think he will be, depending on what they do in this draft or if they bring in a free agent point guard. You know, New York loves the big name, so you never know who they will bring in there. Next on the list is from the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Stewart, the big man. Slightly mentioned him earlier. Uh, he went 16th by the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons had three first-round selections in this draft, and I think they did great, a pretty great job on all three of them. Uh, some people would say if you changed the order of how they were drafted, it would have made sense, but it still worked out. They got three good players. Isaiah Stewart, uh, he averaged eight points per game, seven rebounds, one assist, uh, 0.6 steals, and one block a game. That one block is important because... Uh, when you have a big guy out there, you need those blocks. Hopefully in the future, he'll progress to get even more than that. One and a half or two blocks per game. That's very key. Uh, Isaiah Stewart showed great potential out there. He was uh, pretty much the first half of the season playing behind Plumley, Mason Plumley, uh, a guy they brought in from Denver because they weren't sure if they were going to try to win or not like the Knicks. Um, but they, no matter if they tried or not, they were not talented enough to do that. So um, I wish Isaiah Stewart would have got a 
more of an opportunity sooner than he did. But when he did, he showed you that potential of on why he should have been drafted higher, in my opinion. If this was a redraft, I think he should have went seventh in the draft as opposed to 16. Great potential, great big man. Uh, you know, what? I, I, he is probably the best big man in his draft uh, this year. But, you know, we'll have to see from Wiseman if he can come back on him. Actually, Isaiah Stewart um, dominated Wiseman in college or in high school. Yeah, I think they play high school together. And Isaiah Stewart always rose to the challenge against James Wiseman because Wiseman always got the hype around him and Stewart did not. So that was fun to see and hear about in, them in high school. And then in the NBA, Isaiah Stewart makes second team and James Wiseman does not. So Wiseman has a lot to prove next year. Last but not least on the all-rookie second team, is Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls. He was drafted fourth, which was a shock to many. Uh, <laughs> in my uh, opinion, if this was a redraft, I think he should have probably went 12th. Um, but he still did a good job this year. Uh, I thought he would be worse, honestly. So <clears throat> he averaged nine points, 4.6 .6 rebounds, 1.4 assists, one steal, and 0.6 of a block. And that's that's key. The 0.6 of a block is, is good for a player that's a small forward. Um, you know, so you, you see some centers that are averaging 0.6 blocks, and that's not good. But Patrick Williams was a good all-around player this year for the Bulls. I still think that was too high at fourth. Obviously, they could have drafted a guy we're going to mention on the first team, Tyrese Halliburton, a couple of other guys in particular. But he's a good fit for the team. They needed a small forward, and just hopefully his game can continue to progress. Once again, another player that was, you know, limited with minutes, sharing time with Garrett Temple, uh, Thaddeus Young, a bunch of guys that are not going to be the future of the team because uh, this is another team that didn't wasn't sure. Are we trying to win? Are we trying to tank? They don't know. So and then at the end of the year, they acquired Nikola Vucevic, so that really hurt the team as far as, oh, it's the end of the season. No one cares. Play Patrick Williams 30-plus minutes a night. But they were trying to win at that point um, because they had Vucevic. So I think next year should be even better for him. Uh, like I said, he was a surprise to me because in college, I believe he uh, came off the bench in college. Um, and he didn't score. He scored about five or seven points a game in college. I'm like, why is this guy going fourth in the draft? It made no sense to me. But he doubled up those points that he scored in college in the NBA, which is not likely how things go. That's unusual. So the Bulls saw something in him that they think will continue to be uh, progressing with the team and the young core that they have. So it turns out it should be an okay pick. Uh, you know, they could, they might always regret not getting uh, Tyrese Halliburton or anyone else. Uh, but like we said, he made the all-rookie second team. Uh, moving on to the all-rookie first team, let's start off from five to one, in my opinion. Uh, you can go a toss-up either way between Sadiq Bey or Jason Tate, but I'm going to go with Jason Tate at number five. He averaged 11 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists, and one steal per game uh, for the Houston Rockets. He actually was not drafted in this draft, uh, so he was an undrafted free agent, uh, and that happens, uh, you know. Sometimes guys that are undrafted come in, take over, you know, so, and they, they are like, I told you all along I should have been drafted. <laughs> but, you know, he was a great steal, great find. 
I believe he came out in last year's draft class, but was undrafted and was injured all season. So this was his first opportunity to get to play. And in the NBA, that's called a rookie. I blame Blake Griffin for that. <laughs> but um, he had great opportunity on the Rockets because the Rockets completely blew up their team. And they just threw a bunch of young guys out there and saw what stuck. And a couple of the guys stuck. And, you know, I think they have a lot of good talent on that team with, obviously, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, J.C. Tate, another guy that's in this draft class, Kenyon Martin Jr. So I think they have a bright future, even though it's not the one they probably expected. They're going to hope for this draft lottery coming up tomorrow to hit it because the more young players, the better. Uh, and their picks, they need those picks desperately. Uh, I will say fourth on the list, Sadiq Bey, we mentioned earlier, was drafted 19th. Average 12 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 0.7 steals, 0.9 rebounds, which is really, uh, 0.9 blocks, which is really good. Like I said, for anyone that is not a center. Uh, came out of nowhere to most of the league, apparently, not myself, <laughs> but had a really breakout season. And I knew him going to the Pistons with the talent I saw on film and the opportunity he would have would be a great spot for him. You know, if and imagine if Jeremy Grant did not sign with the Pistons. Oh my gosh. Sadiq Bey would have just he might would have made the all-star team. <laughs> you never know. I mean it would have been his team. So uh I look out for him. He has a bright future. Like we said, the Detroit Pistons will possibly get uh possibly get the top three pick in this draft. We'll find out tomorrow. So hopefully they don't draft anyone at his position or they try to move Sadiq Bey to the bench by any means. But I think he has a bright future. All right, next on the list, I think we're going to have to go with the young guy from the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton. He was drafted 12th for whatever reason. Nobody knows. <laughs> he should definitely should have went four, anywhere from 4 to 10. But um, he went 12th. Some people say he had a, a deal with the Kings and he wanted to go to the Kings. Well... You went to the Kings. You cost yourself some money, but you went to the Kings uh, at 12. In the redraft, I think he should have went third, uh, honestly. Uh, that might be, you know, not many people may share that opinion, but I think so. I don't even think that's controversial. He averaged 13 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, and one steal per game. And he was having a tremendous year in the beginning of the season. Possibly was going to be rookie of the year once LaMelo Ball got hurt. Uh, him and Anthony Edwards were going at it. He was playing great, uh, and then he went down with the uh, injury that cost him the rest of his season. So that was uh, unfortunate, but I really like his promise. I think he came out of nowhere to a lot of people. Like, if the Suns knew that he could do this, I mean, everyone thinks he would have been a perfect fit on the Suns. Luckily for the Suns, campaign, campaign uh, is playing great for them now in the playoffs, so uh, it works out, you know, sometimes you miss one, but you get the next one. <laughs> so Tyrese Halliburton at, at number three for the all-rookie first team. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves. He actually was the first pick in the draft. And, you know, a lot of people say they were trying to clown him and talk a lot of junk about him in the beginning of the season because he had to figure things out, which I don't think anyone should do that about <laughs> this was a draft of rookies in the year of a pandemic so i mean if they get off to a slow start just shut up and watch them and you know root for them you should not be criticizing a kid that come that's coming off of this type of year going into the nba 
But nevertheless, Anthony Edwards got it together. Averaged 19 points a game, five rebounds, three assists, one steal. Tremendous season. Uh, I think just in the beginning, if he would have been playing like he did in the second half of the season, the first half of the season, we might have had co-rookies of the year. But he really turned it on in the second half of the season. Um, uh, they had a couple injuries there, and that allowed him to play fully on and get all the minutes that he could ask for, and he showed out. He showed that he could be the key guy on his team, him and Towns, and he possibly could be the number one guy on his team. The way his, his aggressiveness is, and it's just knack for scoring. It's just incredible. Uh, 19 points a game for a rookie, that's just amazing, you know. The next highest guy is the first guy on his list at LaMelo Ball. So, transfer, you know, going right into it. LaMelo Ball drafted by the Charlotte Hornets with the number three pick in the draft. A lot of people were saying he should have went first, should have went second. He should not have gone in the top ten. You know, it was a lot of talk all over the place for LaMelo because he didn't take the traditional route and go to college. He went overseas, went here and there. You know, obviously his dad is his dad. So there was a lot of talk. And his brother Lonzo had been having an up and down career as well. So there's a lot of skepticism. Uh, but no one, ex even the people that expected Melo to be good, no one expected him to be this good. He averaged 16 points, six rebounds, and six assists per game, and 1.6 steals a game. He t absolutely turned the Charlotte Hornets around. They got him into the play-in game. And without injuries to Gordon Hayward, they were really on track to make the playoffs and, you know, possibly compete for that first round. Uh, they wouldn't have much, made it much further than that. But, you know, they need a little bit more help. But Melo definitely got the team turned around and on the right track. Tremendous pick for him for for the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, that, that that sums up your first team and second team. I'll go over one more time so you can hear them all in a row. But that was Desmond Bain, Isaac Okoro, Emmanuel Quickly, Isaiah Stewart, Patrick Williams on the second team. LaMelo Ball, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tate on the first team. And with that being said, a lot of anticipation was for the Rookie of the Year. That award went to, drumroll please, da 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 If you hadn't heard, LaMelo Ball averaging 16 points, 16 assists, 16 rebounds per game. And like we said, he totally turned the team around, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, just, I mean, just all around. Anthony Edwards was more of a scoring situation, but he still was great. LaMelo did everything for the team. Like we said, even had 1.6 steals per game. Uh, great facilitator. Ran the team, everything, and he. It, I think it was a really close call because Lamelo did get hurt and broke his wrist and missed a, a a significant amount of time. But and he, if he was not able to come back from that injury and play the last, you know, handful of games or so at the end of the season, I think Anthony Edwards would have won this award. But he didn't. I mean, he, he was able to come back and put a little bit more production on the board and make people feel safe to go with him. And that's how he made. Uh, all rookie first team and the rookie of the year. So congratulations to the Charlotte Hornets who never really get anything in the NBA and they got the rookie of the year finally. Um, so that's 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 great. And it was only two guys that made um, the first team unanimous and we just went over on LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. So, you know, I would like to thank you guys for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. This is just a quick glimpse of what the series will be alike <laughs> what the show would be like, you know, we're going to cover rookies and 
rookies 99% of the time. You know, if something crazy happens, we'll go over it. But, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this show and enjoy the ride with me. And we will be back next time when we will go over the draft lottery and the incoming rookies because that will shape how a lot of teams will be thinking about drafting too. So I can't wait to get into it. Thank you guys. Peace.